0: Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special 10-episode series, we are focused on resilience. What is it? How do we get it? And if we've lost it, how do we get it back? So listen in, because we know that great work is so much more dependent on your resilience than it is on your hustle. Welcome, everybody, to Unleashing Your Great Work. On this special holiday episode, we have Lynn Himmelman. She has been accelerating the healing and awakening of thousands of individuals and organizations through the powerful synergy of forgiving and laughing for nearly two and a half decades. She is a sought after expert in resolving trauma, anxiety, and complicated relationship conflicts. Fun fact, Lynn was voted Toronto's most infectious laughter in three championships. Thank you for joining the podcast, Lynn. Thank you. I'm really uh, excited to be here. (laughs) I'm excited that you are here too. So we're starting where we always do, even though today's episode is really focused on resilience because we would love to hear a little bit about your great work.
1: Okay,
0: well. (laughs) It's a big question.
1: uh, Yes, indeed. Well, I kind of stumbled into this great work that I get to uh, bring out into the world and uh simply because i was stumbling and fumbling around in my personal life i, I had a uh, career as an opera singer and i was doing very well in that wow um, particular part of my life however your body is your instrument when you're a singer and my body was rapidly failing and i was getting thinner and thinner and all of my organ systems were starting to shut down, and I was in my mid-30s when this happened. Oh, my goodness. And yeah, I came close to dying, and I I was was looking for help in so many different directions, and nothing seemed to be shifting. And then, uh, you know, eventually, by trial and error, I came across two awesome things, not at the same time. The first thing that I stumbled upon was this really poignant forgiveness process that works through the wisdom of the body and we were able to untangle why it was that my body was not responding to all these healthy foods healthy organic foods and and you know cutting out all the 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 crap and you know changing my mindset all of these things it's like why was it not computing and why was i just getting sicker and sicker and so we were able to uncover some really deeply buried things in my unconscious that were related to some trauma that i actually was not talking about in my mind i had moved on from that uh however the body holds a level of wisdom and knowing that sometimes surpasses well Many times surpasses what we believe to be true in our conscious mind. And yes. so I got to discover some truths about myself, my life, and my perspective of what I thought was going on that was actually faulty. And once those faulty perspectives were corrected, boom. Mm. My body came alive, and so in my 30s, I looked, you know, 20 years older than I was, and I just had my 68th birthday. Wow. Awesome. (laughs) I have incredible energy, whereas before, you know, I had chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, systemic Wow. On and on, you name it. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Gut syndrome, mm. blah, blah, blah. All of that stuff is behind me. All because this remarkable woman named Dr. Candace Blakely created a process called New Decision Therapy. It is her legacy. She's no longer on the planet and she has passed that baton to me make that work forward and keep that legacy alive and that is my mission yes
0: I love <laughs> make it
1: sure that that happens because I give full credit to me being still alive and well in this world Wow to that process and so I have great passion
0: for sounds that. like it yeah and rightly so. So you said there were two things that was one. What was the other?
1: That was one. Yes. And that all occurred back in nineteen ninety seven. And then in two thousand and four. So we're talking seven years later, I was I got introduced to uh, laughter yoga. Laughter yoga. (laughs) Yes, I was introduced to the laughter guru named Dr. Madan Kataria. And interestingly enough, you know, even though a lot had been cleared up for me and I was feeling happier and lighter, I was so patterned to be mm. serious. So even though I felt so much better on the inside and my body was cooperating and so on, I was still was not laughing all that much. I mean, I smiled and da-da-da-da-da. But I even there was something encrusted in me that even caused me to be somewhat resistant to laughing. Like you had to like really give me a good reason to laugh. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't be a lame joke. It had mm. to be a very really witty and an awesome joke that would yeah. make me to laugh. Same thing with comedians, you know, like I was very assessing of whether what they had to say was worthy of my laugh, all that sort of thing and the beauty of laughter yoga i learned is that you don't need a reason and as soon as you take all that cognitive reasoning out of the way and you clear it out of your thinking zone and just laugh to laugh like a a painter starting with a clean sl- you know like a clean canvas, canvas yeah You start with a clean canvas, and just let the laugh ripple out from the inside, and just make its vocal mark in the atmosphere, where there's no uh, thing that it's hooked to. And that's actually, the purest laugh that you can come into contact with. It is the kind of laugh that you hear babies Mm. emitting. It's so pure and innocent and simple. However, we, we, we complicate laughter as adults. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at first I was, I was very resistant to it and and yet, the more I immersed myself in it, the more awesome I got to understand it is. And then I got tested. Of course, the universe will always throw a test at you, right? Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I was introduced in 2004, and then in 2008, uh, by a stroke of interesting circumstances, I got. Bitten by a spider over my. Oh, my goodness.
0: Heart. Over your heart?
1: Over my heart. Oh, no. And I had a severe reaction. It, you know, the inflammation took over my whole torso. The inflammation traveled internally, went up into my brain and mm. knocked me out. So I was in a coma for three and a half days. Oh, my goodness. And when I came out of the coma, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I couldn't even remember my own eating regimes or outfit together. Like I was like a child. Wow. It was like a child. And this was highly stressful. I don't have immediate family around me. I was, you know, I, I felt very alone with it and the impediment made it difficult for me to communicate because it also affected my speech Mm so (laughs) wow it was like this avalanche had happened in my brain i was here everybody else was over there and but but because i had learned this way of laughing that doesn't depend on your cognitive abilities oh fascinating I this is where I really got to put laughter as the best medicine to the test, because whenever those stresses came up in my system to the point where, like, I felt like I couldn't breathe. And, you know, I couldn't explain what I was going through. And it's, it was like an invisible an invisible impediment, because I looked the same and people expected the same from me. And, and then it was like, but I couldn't explain myself why what they, to them, seemed like such a simple ask I couldn't accomplish. Yeah. And so I began to just <laughs> laugh. I know it seemed wow. strange, but what it did is it just calmed down mm-hmm. every time I laughed, because this is what laughter will do. It will calm down the the output of cortisol that comes out of Mm. your system will begin to reduce and then you can access your it also puts you into your right brain into your 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 creative way of fight because because einstein said you can't solve a problem from the same mind that created it well my mind was completely messed up and all that left brain stuff that i couldn't access but The laughter put me into that creative place. It reduced my stress levels. And then I actually healed in a way.
0: That is an amazing story. And it's such a great transition to our focus in these holiday episodes, which is, you know, one of the things I believe deep down in my soul is that great work is way more dependent on our resilience and our ability to bounce back and feel good and be creative and innovative and problem solving, and all of that depends on our resilience. And great work is just way more dependent on that than it is on like hard work and willpower, discipline, right? So it feels like it feels very similar to the story that you're telling. And I'm curious, like maybe it's maybe you've already answered it, but tell us again, sort of what do you do now to? rebuild your resilience if you're having a hard day or if you're feeling a little burned out or if you went a little too hard at it? What are you doing these days now that you've had these amazing experiences of healing?
1: Well, I have many things in my toolkit, but the most immediate and accessible one that I turn to every single day is laughing from the inside out.
0: Amazing. (laughs) And what does that look like? Can you laugh for us? Because apparently you have. Toronto's most infectious laughter <laughs>
1: well <laughs> laughing from the inside oh you know when you're not connecting it here yeah you, your brain your brain will give you arguments in the beginning so you, you kind of have to just go oh you know just you just park and you go say thank you for sharing <laughs> <laughs> But you know, a laugh is simply this, it's pushing air over your vocal cords in a staccato fashion. Just like (laughs) (laughs)
0: That is an infectious laugh.
1: (laughs) And you just let it rip, you know? And (laughs) you might might feel like, oh my gosh, this is so weird. It's so silly. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but it
0: does make you feel better. Not that I was feeling bad, but I just, you know, you're laughing, I'm laughing, we're laughing. Like it really just sort of (laughs) raises the the sort of, I don't know, vibration or whatever in, in our conversation.
1: Absolutely. And that's a really important component of laughing and laughing in this pure way, which at first seems like you're faking it, but really you're not, your body doesn't know Whether you're faking it or not, the part of you that's telling you, oh, this is so fake, is your brain. Uh Aha. Okay. But the part of you that is connected to your healing, Mm. to that wisdom that's encoded within your cells, is the body. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's so fascinating. And I don't know if you, if this is like, too deep a question but i'm wondering if you have a little a little bit and then i want to make sure everybody gets to hear about you so they can come and laugh with you like i got to today but i'm curious how do you find or what is the relationship between the laughter therapy yoga thing that you're doing and the um was it the new decision therapy forgiveness protocols
1: Yes, yes, yes. So one is all about laughing and the other one is about forgiving and finding compassionate understanding around situations that you may have perceived incorrectly. Yes, Oh, I said that was my story. And, <clears throat> you know, there are some things that I might have argued against on a conscious level. But when I In new decision therapy, behind me here is a mirror. Yeah. This is my new decision therapy mirror. Every client that I work with stands in front of this mirror face to face with themselves. So we as individuals, you know, we talk about love and connection and heart centeredness and all of these things that we desire. You know, because when we get that connection, we feel like there's more depth, more meaning to the things that we're experiencing in life. The most important connection we need to make in order for all of those other ones to to really take off in our lives is the one we're having with ourselves. And it's intimacy that we seek intimacy with another, where we feel some depth, like at a soul level, where we feel something that resonates within us where it's like we've known that other person forever. So I call that our expanded soul expression. Mm -hmm. And new decision therapy is the pathway that will get you to that place of deep, deep inner soul expression that feel that allows you to come out into this world, expressing yourself in a more expanded, truthful and authentic way where you feel like you can be yourself. Yeah, need of apology, or Proof or defense. And that doesn't mean you you of course you will always be accountable for your mistakes or your misdemeanors or or you know, where you trip over your own two feet. But you don't let that take you down and take you under. Overall, you you, you trust your own belongingness. That's such a
0: great phrase. You trust your own belongingness. And it feels to me like if you have that kind of relationship with yourself, that kind of acceptance and knowing, then you would not be as resistant to the laughter. It wouldn't be as hard to find that pure laughter. So it seems like it's sort of a one-two punch, but in a good way, where it's like get to know yourself and then allow that self to come out in pure laughter. And that would definitely build a ton of resilience.
1: Certainly, certainly does. It certainly, certainly does. And and this new decision therapy the forgiving the laughing when you put those two together i see them like the the wings of one jet plane Jet plane is when you want to get from a to b and you want to get there quickly without you know uh you you know like sometimes the slow journey is fine but if you've had sure. enough of the slow and you're now ready to just get from point a to point b and you put those two together they're like the wings of the plane that steer it to i love it destination not just one not just the other you know because you're going to have you yeah just like, go around in circles with uh uh-huh. with one or just with the other and when you put them the two of them together
0: you get where you're going. I love it. I love it. What a great interview you've given us here today. Um, I would love for you to share with everybody, anyone who's out there thinking like, I need more of this woman in my life. How do they do that? What's your website? What's your, you know, if you have a book or whatever it is you have going on?
1: Well, you can find the nuts and bolts of what I offer on my website. Simply go to uh, www.forgiveandlaugh dot com.
0: Mm-hmm. yep and we'll put that in the show notes for sure
1: all right uh the laughter piece i do run a uh free what i called stress interrupter Ooh. every second tuesday and i i feature those on eventbrite so lynn i think is how you find it sure <laughs> i have that link correctly but i'll make sure that it's, it's perfect um, properly featured uh, in the uh, uh, information that I send you.
0: That sounds great. I'll definitely be there. Second Tuesday, that sounds like fun.
1: So I offer one-to-one sessions, either in-person or online. In-person, I'm in okay. Toronto, Canada. Uh, mm-hmm. I can also uh, deliver these sessions online. And uh, I also train practitioners because of my bigger mission, I'm really really keen to find others who want to dive in and, and bring this wonderful technique to their clientele. I love it. That's great. Thank you so much, Lynn. This was an
0: amazing interview. I'm so grateful for your time. I know everyone got a ton out of it.
1: Thank you so much, Amanda. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, you've got to check out The Great Work Community. The Great Work Community is where change-making entrepreneurs make drama-free progress together. Come on over for a co-working, accountability, coaching, and just-in-time courses. Check out The Great Work Community. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Unleashing Your Great Work. I hope you are feeling inspired to recharge. If you'd like to turn resilience into legacy, grab a copy of my book, Great Work. Do what matters most without sacrificing everything else. You can get it wherever you get books.